I really started to recognize social media as an avenue for opportunity right? and an avenue for business. I mean, ever since really understanding that and seeing that as a portal to further educational opportunities or, you know, just places to build on, you know, my experience, like I've just, I think, experienced a lot of successful beats just because I've had that available to me, which, you know, of course, is a recent thing. And I'm very grateful and lucky to be in a generation where that's the case and be capitalizing on that. Playing the Game is a story about a young girl who's tricked into prostitution through promises of a modeling career. So essentially, in the film, we're depicting what human trafficking looks like, which for people listening to know, human trafficking is second largest criminal industry worldwide. It accumulates over $32 billion a year. My God. Actually, for the sex trafficking of children, Oakland is the number one capital for in the Bay Area. And Don't don't let the kids um, out at night there in Oakland. Oh, my. No. (laughs) Sorry. Outrageous. Right now, which is really interesting to me, there's this emerging market in film that actually has to do with young people creating profitable work for other young people. So if you think about YouTubers, Instagram stars, fine celebrities, people like that, those people actually accumulate a significant amount of money and getting either sales agents or talent agents or whoever behind them to kind of help manage and distribute their content can be very beneficial in an economic Good afternoon, folks, and welcome to the Cinema After Dark podcast. My God, it is a sunny day here in Los Angeles, but my name is Max Cole, and I'm the host and producer of this show here, and I'm broadcasting live again from Los Angeles, California, the entertainment capital of the world. I want to thank all of you for joining me on this podcast here this afternoon. Shout out to everybody that's in the chat there and that's listening to this live. We are broadcasting live on the Mixler app, and I want to remind everyone that's listening that you can listen to all of the episodes of this show if you subscribe to us there on iTunes. You can also find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Remember, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on this podcast, make sure you or they reach out to me via the contact link that is on our website. I have a couple requirements. Let's make sure you have some skin in the game there prior to reaching out, and by skin in the game, you certainly need to have a few credits under your belt. We value that for credibility. We also need to have something to talk about. Also strongly encourage you to follow us on Twitter at Cinema After Dark for the latest show updates. I want to remind everyone listening that this is an information and discussion based podcast. We do not censor ourselves and we sure the hell do not censor our guests. So please keep in mind that there might be views and opinions expressed on this show that may not reflect the views and opinions of the host. My goodness, have we got a fun afternoon for you. Got a great guest here. It's kind of a prodigy, I think, here by the name of Ethan Paisley. Let me tell you a little bit about Mr. Paisley. And gosh, he's, he's quite a remarkable young man. Ethan Paisley is a globally renowned 16-year-old film producer who heads a production company, Take 18 Entertainment, which is responsible for the creation of over 20 award-winning films. In fact, two of Ethan's feature films have received global distribution and have screened at some of the most prestigious film festivals worldwide, such as Cannes and Marbella International Film Festival. Ethan has been featured in TED-Ed discussions and through James Franco's production company, 
Islam Bandini, who named him, oh God, a featured artist in 2017. That's quite a remarkable accolade and track record there. So I'm going to bring this gentleman on the show here. Ethan, how's it going, my friend? Hi, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> good stuff, man. It's a pleasure to have you on <laughs> the podcast. You. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And shout out to everybody that's tuned in right now to listen to Ethan. By the way, folks, if you have a question there for Ethan, feel free to drop it in the chat and we'll try to get to that question here. But let's jump right in here because we've got quite a bit to talk about here. You know, would you <laughs> mind sharing where you were born and raised and how you got started in this whole entertainment thing? Because I think your story is quite fascinating thank you yeah no i was so i was actually born in austin texas yeah that's where my mom's from the texas area good film place. my parents good film yeah scene. it is it's an emerging yeah film scene there which is great and Absolutely. interesting but i was born there lived there for probably a year so i've lived in california majority of my life family moved out here when i was you know, very young, but I got started in local theater, just doing every show and opportunity that came my way. So after about doing like 25 plays by the time I was like 12 or 13, one of the theater directors actually referred me to a casting director for a uh, feature film, yeah. which I then acted in. That was a psychological thriller that went on to play in festivals. And that experience just kind of inspired me to, you know, do more acting in front of the camera. So because I was kind of limited in that area, the Bay Area is primarily, you know, theater driven and there's not a huge film market here. Right. I just started making my own YouTube channel because I knew I wanted to see myself on screen and do things, you know, in front of the camera. So I started a YouTube channel, probably seventh grade. And within six months, the channel accumulated like half a million views and 5,000 subscribers. That was crazy. It blew up. Which, yeah, yeah. I mean, it blew up in a, in a way. It wasn't viral, but it yeah. had some viral hits. And I think the biggest thing I got out of it, though, beyond, you know, any of the followers or, or views or whatever, you know, kind of the extra stuff is I really learned about, you know, filmmaking as sort of a business. Like I really learned the producing aspect of that. So I learned how to market my content on social media. I learned how to develop new scripts and characters each week. And I just, I knew I wanted to do that more often. It gave me such a great rush. And, you know, I knew I really wanted to pursue from there serious filmmaking. So from there, what happened is I just did a ton of film classes throughout California, down at Idlewild Arts in LA, right. and up in the Bay Area, did some work and I'm doing work with uh, James Franco's production company still. And then kind of in the mix of that, you know, also just volunteering on different sets and oh taking on PA jobs, <laughs> all of which I kind of sourced through, you know, Facebook and Twitter and what have you, and just using social media as kind of a platform to expand my network and and find opportunities and capitalize on them, um, which is what I was really busy with kind of my junior high through early high school years. Oh my, let me, let me just stop you for a second here, because that is quite a mouthful, my friend. My goodness, that is, because <laughs> because... Can you Sorry, remind? Probably going fast. Oh no, it's fantastic! <laughs> but listen, can you remind our listeners how old you are? Because I, I was blown away by this. I'm 16, turning 17 in a month. Though, so <laughs> that is just outstanding, to say Thanks. the least. And I, I mean, I remember loving films at 16, but I certainly wasn't, you know, creating production companies. One of the things that you know wasn't available. Technology is a little different when I was your age, and yeah, and. And, you know, I think that actually kind of brings me to the next part of my story, which is really where I think for me, things started to pick up. But I really started to recognize social media as an avenue for opportunity right? and an avenue for business. I mean, ever since really understanding that and seeing that as a portal to further educational opportunities or, you know, just 
places to build on, you know, my experience. Like I've just, I think, experienced a lot of successful beats just because I've had that available to me, which, you know, of course is a recent thing. And I'm very grateful and lucky to be in a generation where that's the case and be capitalizing on that platform so let's talk about that for a second by the way shout out to everybody that's tuned in and listening here live really appreciate you tuning in on this sunny lovely saturday (laughs) afternoon there so ethan i I gotta you know you talk about social media and obviously there's been some practices that have worked in your favor is there anything that you would like to share that you kind of have done you see you've seen kind of the fruits of your labor uh, using social media because you know some people utilize it some people don't any uh Little, mm. you know, little pointers you could kind of throw at some of our listeners there. Which sure. for you? I mean, you know, I think honestly, and this goes like beyond social media, but simply just putting yourself out there and not being afraid to ask for help or ask for what you want, right. I think is just everything. Like for me, you know, creating promotional Facebook pages for films or myself or whatnot has helped to a degree. I think also joining or following forums and pages that cater to your interests and engaging with them and Mm -hmm. forming a relationship that way. Because the bottom line is, is the business is all about, you know, any business is all about relationships and, and forming those and being consistent with those. And social media just allows you the opportunity to constantly work on that. So, you know, I, I remember being 13 and just, you know, wanting, Jesus. craving experience and, and craving, you know, new skills and whatnot. And literally just posting my name with my resume in a Facebook forum and getting like 20 comments that would just be like, I have this coming up. I have this PA job. I have I have this acting opportunity. And, you know, you take those things and, and you, you're grateful for them. And then you just, you know, in that build your resume and and build your perspective on you know uh what it is you love to do which wow. for me has been film yeah you talk but, about um, school by the way weren't did you kind of stick out to folks you know we're, i'm sure there were people friends of yours that were sort of interested and curious as to what you were doing first of all did you have any friends that sort of uh, had a common <laughs> interest there or were you kind of the outcast that was doing it i mean i don't know i you know i've i've really throughout my life been lucky to have friends that do support me i mean yeah. like in fourth grade i i mean i've always loved production just as a general term so with you know whether that's theater or film like in fourth grade i like you know harassed like 12 kids into doing this production of Coraline that I directed and produced in my living room. Nice. And, you know, but, you know, I've, I've had things like that. Like I've had people that, you know, have always been there to help me build in the direction that I want to. But, you know, I mean, I think with, with film, it's, it's for me, like, I, I've been able to work and collaborate with other teams through my current production company and, and past film work, um, just because I've been able to learn from those who are experienced and, and you know, refined in the industry and just, you know, take away what I can from that. So Absolutely. I think, you know, that's a big part of uh, getting to collaborate or work with other kids my age and build friendships in that. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's good. It's fun stuff right there. I mean, yes. I was using like slip and slide. I was playing like, you know, wiffle <laughs> ball on the streets. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't making films when I was your yeah. age, and it's cool that that's even an option now, especially in schools and the people are interested yeah. in now. It's it's just a totally different uh, world. But also, I think I think it probably helped you being somewhat closer to the industry too. Correct? Yeah, I mean, I I really you know didn't I mean have any help getting to you know or accessing in- industry opportunities. Like my parents have always just kind of let me do whatever I want, and nice. you know they're there to support me and get me there, but they're not ever pushing me or telling me what to do with my life. So that's why I always, you know, go back to social media as as just a 
uh, you know, that, uh, that thing that helps me get in the door or, or helps me access what I want, because it's just this universal platform that everyone's kind of, you know, attracted to and, and working with. So in that I can discover my own. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can opportunities yeah, and yeah, exactly. whatnot. So exactly, yeah. you can connect with so many more people quickly. Share your content. It's yeah, just totally different. Exactly. Your reach yeah. is a lot larger utilizing social media. I want to talk about something here because I need to talk about this production company, Take Eighteen Entertainment. Yeah, would you mind yeah. talking about how you formed that? Definitely. You know, where you came up yeah. with the name. And uh, yeah. how did you get that whole production vehicle moving? Yes, that's a that's a great uh, story behind that. So I think I was earlier talking about, you know, I was working on all these different sets. I was gaining all this new inspiration. At that point, I was probably, you know, an early freshman in high school. And I was really, you know, after gaining production experience and working in that realm, I, I wanted to make, you know, my own film and start, you know, on a path of more serious film work because I'd been doing YouTube for such a long time. And I decided to, uh, I was inspired to make a feature film called The Art of Escape, 75 pages. Right. And it was about teen drug addiction, which was an issue and, you know, just a lifestyle that I was so used to seeing among my peers right. and was just really interested in writing about that, directing that. And, you know, using other people in my my community, sorry, to execute that idea. So, you know, what I did is I basically reached out to friends in the area and people I'd worked with on those sets in the past to help me form this feature film and carry that out. And, you know, we eventually got that done. Um, So my sophomore year of high school, I cut the feature film. It premiered in my county and then went on to play in festivals around the world. We were nominated in around 10. Um, We won it three. And then we got recently a distribution deal with Intellect Pictures in London, who has been ever since working to yeah put the film out there in actually a European market, which is interesting. Fantastic. So yeah, so at that point, you know, we were all just so invigorated by the experience and, and we, we just love to collaborate. And, you know, we love to tell a story that, you know, spread awareness to a degree, but also kind of shaped a genuine connection between us as teenage friends. And we just knew we wanted to do this more often, you know. So that led us to forming this production company in 2016 called Take 18 Entertainment. The name meaning everyone in the company is under 18. So nice. it's like Take 18 right. Entertainment. And what the company essentially does is they uh, offer video services, video and photography services to the Bay Area community. So that's like wedding videos, that's like uh, commercials, that's music videos. And half of those proceeds from those services go towards making narrative films. Oh, that's fantastic. So since being a company, yeah, since being a company, we put out like 15 short films, a second feature film, and four commercials, um, all as a result of the funding and, you know, just the passion produced by this teen-run company. So it's been a really incredible experience, and I've been so fortunate to have people, you know, around me that have been passionate about keeping that going and, and learning with each new production and just you know, reaching new heights. So it's, it's been wonderful. Wow. That's fantastic. I want to talk about some of your work as an actor real quick, just quickly, because I want to transition back to this production. You know, yeah. Discussion. Yeah. Sure. You know, obviously you've done some work as an actor, uh, Boomin, uh, Nebula, Veronica, or some of your recent gigs. How did those projects manifest? And you, you put on the acting hat with those. How did you book those jobs? You know, I'm because I do uh, my own narrative work, you know, 
obviously. I'm I'm tied to some casting directors in the area that I've networked with and kind of hunted down myself. So through those people, I'm able to easily find out if jobs are available. So some of those opportunities were unveiled through those kind of people. So casting directors, agents that I'm just connected to as a producer. And then other, you know, other times it's been literally, again, just going on social media and seeking out opportunities and finding, you know, oh, we need an actor this day or we need, you know, we need this. And, you know, acting is something that, you know, I'll always be an actor. That's, you know, my immediate passion. That's the first thing I was brought up. And so, you know, for me, anytime I get to exercise that craft is wonderful. And but yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been, I've been mainly focused on, you know, of Writing. course, yeah, Writing, I mean, producing, really, directing. yes, yes. I've, I've really found and channeled that my, my passion and talent is for, the art of producing films. So I've really been more so working at that rather than say acting or directing lately, but those will always be skills that I'll be working on broadening. And um, yeah, I mean, wow. seizing but, whenever I have the opportunity to. Yeah. Cause it's, it's crazy that you were certainly in a lot of hats there. Do you enjoy being behind the camera more or in front of it? You know, obviously uh, it is it's, because producing <laughs> is obviously not in front of the camera. It's, it's really behind no. the scenes work and it's a lot of hard work. Yes. It's yes. targeting a film made, no matter how big or how small it is. You know, right. What do you really enjoy more, though? I just want to know. You know, it's that's a hard question to ask. I mean, answer <laughs> because I mean, I like, you know, I mean, acting is is there's just they're very different. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like producing for me, like I, I've always loved, you know, managing and 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 just putting together, creating a different world, putting that together, and I've recently just really fallen in love with this idea of, you know, creating profitable, you know, you know, machine or platform or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just, I just really like creating and putting out. And I mean, that's what's led me to producing films. I mean, I've kind of headed all of these narratives that I've worked on with teens and taken on that role of a producer. And I've re recently really realized that that's what I've been working at, even with acting wow. is just that trait, which is, you know, th that of a producer, you know, focusing on where does this fit into as a market? Where does this, you know, how does this story work to uh, target this audience? Like I, I even analyze that as an actor and that's how I've, you know, thought to attain acting work. So it's, it's kind of a strategic thinking mindset that I've even used when I've been acting, but more so when I'm producing. So lately it's been producing, I guess, that I've really been involved with and loved more. Insanity. If I can even easily say that, but that's the that's same, awesome. that same strategic mindset that, you know, actors do have to use to get the work they want and to, you know, work with the people that they aim to. So right. for me, it's, it's just been an easy transition and it's been natural and nothing, you know, too stark of a like contrast. It's just been, <laughs> you make it you sound know. easy. It's, it's, that's quite remarkable, my friend. That's Thank great. You. I mean, to get things done, it, you know, it takes somebody ballsy and also you got to put in the work and have vision Completely. and yeah. you know, have the support systems around you. It's, it's certainly no easy feat and you're just, uh, rocking and rolling with it i kind of want to jump right in here and talk about some of your recent work i, I really want to talk about something you released was it last year the uh, playing the game the short yeah yeah that yeah. was um at the end of the year yeah, yeah. i want to talk about that because i'd like for you to tell our listeners what this film is about and why the content was very personal to you because i find this material to be rather fascinating and for you i believe it kind of hit close to home you wrote you know co-wrote it with one of the actresses in the film 
And I'd love to, for you to talk about that collaboration. Sure. Yeah. So playing the game is a story about a young girl who's tricked into prostitution through promises of a modeling career. So essentially in the film, we're depicting what human trafficking looks like, which for people listening to know, human trafficking is second largest criminal industry worldwide. It accumulates over $32 billion a year. My God. Uh, Oakland is the domestic capital for human trafficking. And actually for the sex trafficking of children, Oakland is the number one capital for in the Bay Area. And Don't don't let um, the kids out at night there in Oakland. Oh, my. No. (laughs) Sorry. Outrageous. Yeah, no, I mean, Oakland is the number one capital. And, you know, this affects primarily women and children who are vulnerable in some sense by a specific condition. What happened is we were actually working on a feature film, Point 453, which is my most recent feature that just screened at Cannes. And my UPM on that actually came out to me uh, because the film, Point 453, deals with mental illness as well. And human trafficking involves lots of PTSD and stigma around that. Yeah. So because uh, one of the crew members, which is my friend who came out, you know, was comfortable with that conversation about mental illness on that set, when we were having coffee in kind of a private moment, she disclosed to me that she had been trafficked for sex for six years as a teenager. Wow. While I had known her and I was immediately just shocked and overwhelmed by, you know, the idea of, well, how did this happen to you? I mean, how did you grow subject to such awful abuse? And, you know, what did this look like? So, you know, we were probably meeting for, I would say, three or four months, twice or three times a week, literally just talking about her story and and having uh, really using, you know, the uh, the. The mechanism of like a script as a way for her to release the tension inside of her and and all of the pent up feelings that accompanied her time being trafficked wow. so you know those emotional conversations quickly transitioned into us writing a 15 page short film which in i think it was october we actually shot but based right. completely on her story depicted everything she went through and really just what that felt like being that person and i was extremely interested and you know just the victimhood of of that situation when making the film but you know it was not an easy film to make and it wasn't because of uh when we were on set or when we were developing the story and her telling me about this awful thing that happened Mm -hmm. it was actually when we came out with the film and i you know i thought the film kind of functioned as uh not only a narrative but in a way a psa so I actually just asked my school, you know, this is an issue I've become conscious of. Can we please screen it here? Right. And they actually denied my request. What? And they called the film a taboo subject that they didn't want to associate with. Wow. And they said that human trafficking is like, you know, a myth or what. I mean, they completely denied everything that we made, that we made. By the way, um, that's, no, that's when you know you're doing it right. That's when you know you're doing it right. When <laughs> well, they try to you stop know, you. It, it's, it's funny because it, it it kind of set off a new fire in me and my team where oh, we were yeah. like, you know, this is the degree of a conversation happening in public high schools about sex related crimes. Then, you know, there needs to be a conversation happening nationwide or Absolutely. as far as we can reach. So right. we started using the film as a vehicle to kind of execute that goal, which was, you know, making people talk and think about this issue. So we took it to probably 10 different high schools around California. Wow. Uh, My friend, as well as I and one other crew member, you know, would go to each of these presentations, present the film. Uh, My friend would tell her story and then we would give a slideshow presentation with, you know, uh, accompanying information that put trafficking in the film into context and, and, you know, how it happened. So it was like an educational experience. And in that, it was really incredible. I think this is probably as an artist, the biggest thing that's ever touched me is I had probably 15 counselors 
reach out to me wow. and tell me that their students had actually come forward because of the film and told them their sexual abuse stories. Wow. wow. And that for me was a turning point where I literally, I looked at film differently. I saw Absolutely. film as a platform that was so powerful and so easy and comfortable in this day and age that I really started to think, you know, media is our everyday life. If it we is. change the content of media, we right. can change the world. That's and so true. ever since realizing that message and resonating with that, you know, I've, I've just been, you know, making and looking at films as a producer in a different sense and aiming to manifest that goal. So that's what's led me to places like the TED Conversation and Can is I've really been working, you know, to shine a light on uh, the modern film market and media market and show that, hey, you know, if instead of the Kardashians, we start talking about homeless teens in America or, you know, something like that then think about the global change we'll undergo given the fact that certain issues or topicals are bring, being brought up you know in a comfortable sense Absolutely. and and being communicated through this familiar media platform so Absolutely. you do a lot of really, by the way you do a lot of socially yeah. conscious films and i think exactly. that's uh, yeah. something that's, that's unique of, definitely and that's definitely part of what i've kind of been you know fighting for recently is you know in working with sales agents and and working with really integrating my films into the media marketplace you know i've started to recognize that there there's so much con like there's so many b horror movies and and just you know things that i don't believe deserve to be on such widely used platforms such as netflix or amazon like i think if we really you wouldn't uh, you don't like a little b movie little horror i mean maybe but i mean my, my point slasher. is you know yeah i mean my point is though yeah, you no. know, <laughs> is that i'm just teasing that, you man I was, no i'm I know, trying to I give know. you a hard time because you know i know sometimes I know. you gotta watch people get chopped up for sure for oh sure. but you know i mean my point is you know <laughs> we i think if we really you know seize right. the opportunity we have with media and how widespread it is so and true. how ample that content is i mean if we can fill that gap with with meaningful contributive content i mean i i just think you know so much would be different like yeah so the true. trump election the trump election uh -oh. I mean, because uh -oh. the media i'm oh, sorry i'm probably gonna uh -oh. lose a few viewers <laughs> no but i'm, I'm saying like oh, you know no. I, I mean the, I hear the media you. could have handled that and other issues you know could be done in a more comfortable mature sense which i feel like film serves to do yeah you know or could serve to do yeah and i think people are starting to utilize this platform in a lot of different ways, but certainly there are stronger use of the uh, platform than others, obviously, for sure. And by the way, you wrote, directed, and produced this film for those that are curious about it. How can folks check it out? Because I believe it's online, right? Playing the Game is actually, yeah, on YouTube. And right now, this is kind of my latest. I have a couple other things I'm working on. But oh, yeah. I'm actually working on developing uh, playing the game, the short film into a Ooh. feature length film, Ooh, Nice, which is going to be really interesting because the new edge on the film is that we're actually going to tell it from the perspective of the pimp Ooh. and kind of shine a different light on victimhood nice. and, you know, showing not only a victim being abused, but a victim mm. abusing. Oh my God. So it's going to be a really, it's been a really, I'm in the development process uh, right now with a couple amazing, amazing people working with um, Indrani yeah. Paul Chaudhry, who's a, the fantastic photo uh, photographer, director, women's empowerment uh, figure, and a couple of great producers and an all-teen writer group who, and we're all working together to develop this feature script about this issue kind of from a different perspective. So I'm really looking forward to seeing where that takes us. But that's what we're doing right now. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Wow. 
That's fantastic. Yeah. Shout out to Thank the folks you. that are listening to again. Appreciate you tuning in this afternoon. Now, the feature film Point Four Five Three, which you are the writer, producer, and director of. Would you mind telling our listeners about this film and you yeah. know, where it was shot, how long it took to write? We'll dive right in yeah. and talk about that a little bit. No, it's a really it's a really interesting story with this film. So, first of all, the film is about a uh, young boy who uh, you know grows up with untreated bipolar disorder, and in that, kind of finds a connection with his father. Mm-hmm because both of them have been neglected in their household who doesn't really understand or accept their flaws as mentally ill people. Wow. And that leads them back to a, 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 the titular location of the film, Point 453, which is like a whimsical coastal location that kind of reminisces the main character's childhood and, and the good times when him and his father were more connected with their family. Right. So it's a very personal story to me. It, it reflects, you know, a mental illness and families. I grew up with a lot of addiction in my early life and mm-hmm. am familiar with that to an extent. So making this film for me, you know, I wrote it actually during an episode of depression I was having my sophomore year wow. um, over something completely different. But um, mm-hmm. that quickly kind of transformed into this dramatic script where I, I felt that, you know, to kind of give it more edge and, and, and build on it, I could use some deeper emotions I, I had also been subconsciously feeling, which were those you know, regarding mental illness and, you know, addiction and whatnot, and my relationship with my own family. So by integrating those elements, I wrote this film, Point 453, probably took me about like two or three months. It really wasn't a long writing process. Wow. Mm -hmm. And from there, yeah, yeah. uh, Executed that in 2016 with probably one of the most amazing teams I've ever worked with, Kiara Ramirez, uh, who was my DP. Yeah. And, you know, my production company who helped produce it and some amazing actors like Kaylin Scrivener, who you can catch on My Student Body President, TBS. Mm -hmm. And yeah, some other people. And it was just, I don't know, it was an amazing experience. We shot it actually only in two and a half weeks. It was the quickest shooting period. It was insane. I was so tired at the end. My God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was amazing. It was great, though. And so, yeah. By the way, your your cast, how did you, uh, you know, find all these wonderful uh, castmates there it's a pretty hefty size cast you got oh yeah i mean it was pro- it was 13 or 14 people something like that it was yeah. it was really great did you have them in mind before did you go through it you know i had some yeah i had some people in mind before yeah i mean most of them were local i mean wow. we actually got really lucky with our we had an open call mm-hmm. kaylin is bay area la based wow. and he just decided to you know show up to the audition and we looked at his resume and we were like Oh my God. First of all, he matches the younger actor because yeah. he was a younger actor, which he fit perfectly to our surprise Nice, and had just a wonderful resume. And so he was kind of our headlining star, if you will. Right. And then other people were just local, like, you know, theater people and, and commercial actors who, yeah, I, I met through, you know, either other productions I had been on or um, auditions I'd even gone to, mm-hmm. or again, just social media and sourcing that. So it was just kind of a mix of everything I've done in the past, I guess. Nice. But it was, was an it, amazing... Yeah, yeah it was fun. location. Uh, yeah, the lo- <laughs> Funny, was that shot, difficult? Yeah, it was... Oh, wait, say that again? Sorry. Was that difficult to you know secure all those locations for it? Yeah, oh, there's yeah, there's some funny stories there, actually. Yeah, we, we shot all on the Sonoma Coast, which was really beautiful and fun. Yeah, yeah. And... We, yeah, no, I mean, we, we got permits for the areas we were shooting, but we are actually the point four fifty three location. Such a funny story. We thought it was a public <laughs> location, like a completely, 
because it's a it was like a tourist destination like people it's this gorgeous old rock structure that right. dates back centuries and people always go and take pictures and videos and i was like oh you know i mean we'll just get there early we'll shoot and then we'll go and we you know the second time we show up we encounter the farmers on the property <laughs> And Uh-oh. are threatening to like take away our DP's SD card and burn it. Like, oh we, my. I mean, crazy. Wow. So that was, I actually had to break out some crocodile tears to get them oh away. Oh my God. Nice, nice. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, no, but oh my God. But then, you know, you go home at the end of the day and you look at the footage and it was yeah. just amazing and totally worth every every weird encounter with that kind of, you know, situation. Right, right. It's funny what happens but behind the scenes, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but other than that, my God, it was a really smooth production flow. It was, we did not encounter a lot of problems. It, yeah. was, it was nice. Yeah. Good, good. Now, how can folks check that out? Well, there's a really kind of exciting thing happening with the film right now. So what happened is actually after we premiered the film in January, I had a producer in my network reach out to a sales agent who just said, you know, oh, here's a great company looking to recruit some new films for the upcoming markets. Why don't you submit? So I submitted point four fifty three, and what the sales agents who are actually Adler and Associates, shout them out there in Hollywood. Oh, salute to that. Yeah, I know they are. Wow. <laughs> and Crazy. they... um. They watched the film and they actually felt that they could include it in their program nice. because right now, which is really interesting to me, there's this emerging market in film that actually has to do with young people creating profitable work for other young people. Oh. So if you think about YouTubers, Instagram stars, fine yeah. celebrities, people like that, those people actually accumulate a significant amount of money and getting either sales agents or talent agents or whoever behind them to kind of help manage and distribute their content right. can be very beneficial in an economic you know, way. So that's why Point 453, I think, really got picked up because it was teamwork covering kind of a, an underspoken issue. And, you know, it, 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 was, it was a unique team, like a unique production company, all that, uh, which they saw in it. So they actually took the film... Mm-hmm. To the Marche du film in Cannes, where we submitted for to, to screen it, and Cannes selected it to screen among, I think it was like 5,000 or something other films in the Marche this year. Fantastic. And I went to Cannes with my business partner, Hannah, nice. and the sales agents. <laughs> 16 and year old the, um, business partner, my God. <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah, no. Who was um, your business partner? What, 15? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's she's sixteen. She's actually working that. in my house right now. Like, oh yeah, my! It's really funny. <laughs> but oh no, so God. we went and we sold the film to four video on demand platforms. That's fantastic! Congrats in foreign markets. My Thanks. God! So, so next year, <laughs> people can catch it on a couple different platforms. One in France and Sweden, South Africa, and the Philippines. Wow. And we're working on one in Florida to start streaming it. So wow. in the US. So it's going to be available in yeah, a couple of different places, which is so so interesting and the whole sales process has just been a phenomenal learning experience and something, you know, that's going to really I think help boost my oh, yeah, my, my journey in this industry. Oh, so absolutely. I'm excited. I'll be asking you for pointers, my friend. My god, this is fantastic. <laughs> That is just great, 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 <laughs> yeah, work great. It's there. really exciting, oh and you know, it's, it's 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 inspiring because there's there's other teams. I mean, it's not just. I mean, it's it's people on Instagram and yeah. and YouTube, and you know, all these kids working to put out content, and the fact that that is a profitable market now, and and something that can be sold and you know be successful is just again, it brings it back to social media. Look at the magic of that. I right. mean, if it weren't for that then I would not have this opportunity. So 
advice to other young people would honestly be seize social media by the yeah make connections that's what it's all about right there by the way you do have quite a fan base there There was at one point there was about 30 listeners there tuning in and uh listening to you Uh, so uh, you must have some reach there now you also now we'll go over this you know briefly here uh you've also got a short titled indelible yeah which uh you're the writer and producer and director of would you mind kind of sharing what this film is about briefly yes yes this was it's, a great it's project. pretty heavy material too yeah i know everything's kind of heavy yeah, yeah. <laughs> no 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 but it's it's fine no so indelible is a short film about a ptsd stricken war vet mm-hmm. who actually time travels back to the warfront by means of time travel so it's kind of a sci-fi drama short film that was really really fun for me i yeah i directed and co-wrote with my friend claire lassiter who's a great writer and friend shout out um but we yeah we wrote this and you know and folks claire is uh, eight years old by the way (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah no she's actually 19 Uh, later this year i just i just that's just so awesome man i i just love seeing the you know, you yeah, we're, we're toddler, yeah, toddler take 18. Yeah, it's yeah. just fantastic. No. <laughs> oh, I love it, though. No, uh, but, but yeah. yeah, no, it was wonderful. And that was only a two-day shoot. It's a 10-minute wow. short film. We just screened at New York Film Week, which I'm really nice. happy about. Congrats. How did that go, by the way? I actually, I actually do not know. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. I was told is that it was screening Saturday, July 8th or something. But, oh, um, awesome. Yeah. 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 But it was, I think, yeah, hopefully it was good. But um, it was, uh, it was a great experience. We worked yeah. with some fantastic actors, actually two Netflix actors. I was so fortunate to work with. Mm, yeah. Jackie Dallas from Stranger Things. Yeah. She's going to be on was... this podcast here soon. By oh, the is way. she? In a oh couple my God, days. She's so sweet. Yeah. She's, she's wonderful. wonderful. We she like pl- stalk each other on Twitter. It's oh, awesome. Fantastic. She yeah, played Angel, it's right? Great. And, uh, she did play Angel right. and she was yeah wonderful to work with. And then the star of the film is Dorian Lockett, right. who uh, was, he played the coach actually on 13 Reasons Why, ah. which is, uh, yeah, it's actually shooting in our area, which is kind of cool in the oh, Bay cool. Area. My God. Yeah. He plays Edric. So he's, yeah, he plays Edric in the film, the main character. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a great experience working with them. They both totally knew what they were doing. It was wonderful for me as a director. And like, again, like the crew behind it was wonderful. I got to work with some new teens in the area that I've never actually worked with and, you know, see how their creative vision uh, could kind of unite with mine and, and create something awesome, which is, I think, what we did. And it was really, it was, it was awesome. I think the coolest part of making it was the second day we got to shoot so because it's like a war movie we had a desert scene so a desert Mm. fighting scene Mm -hmm. and i like lucked out last minute there was we were going to go to the desert and like you know gorilla shoot it but then i actually realized that there was this location because i live kind of close to the coast and there's this entire like acres of just sand next to the beach but like it's there's no water it's just totally sand oh my and i got to go out and scout it and I literally just walked around for an hour in like acres of sand. And I was like, yep, this will work. Like, oh, that's this awesome. thing passes the desert. It was so cool. And wow. Yeah. That's killer. It was just a local like farmer yeah. who was willing to lend us the land for a whole day. And oh, my. that's what we did. And it was fantastic. So, but I'm really looking forward to seeing where the short goes. Yeah. It's always fun making short films and, um, you going to festivals and yeah. networking them and yeah, yeah so shipping I'll, it out I'll to see. the festivals now is it in the festival you know circuit is it out? yeah it's in the nice. circuit good a lot of which because we didn't really submit till after like the initial festival season kind of submission 
extravaganza week because we kind of submitted mid-year. So we're probably going to be hearing back from most of them this fall on that film yeah. and seeing where that goes. But yeah, it was it was a wonderful experience. Wow. So, Any other projects yes. you would like to share? And by the way, can folks check that out or is it, you know, they'll have to check it out on the festival. private. Good, and like good. Point 453 is. Yeah. 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 So we good have to deal. keep those yeah. private from now on. But <laughs> folks, um, folks don't understand that yet. You have to keep them private when they're out there. I the know. It circuit. sucks. I'm like, I, I feel so complacent. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's just, it's just the rules. Yeah, just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Yes. Any other yes. projects, though, that you would like to, you know, that we should oh, look yeah. out for real quickly here? You know, anything? Because yeah. you got a yeah. you know, number of films in, you know. Yes, yes. I'm real. So I'm really excited. One I really, really, really want to shout out. Hopefully, people are listening. So I have the opportunity right now. I'm working with James Franco's production company, Alicia yeah. Bandini, with um, amazing, amazing people. His mother, Betsy Franco, wrote a great script called The Art of Love, mm. which is being produced by. So Alicia Bandini yeah, is producing the film, and the producers are Iris Torres, Tom Franco, a couple other people. Yeah. And we're actually right now going to make a short film that precedes the feature film as a way of attaining further funding and private equity. Nice. So if anybody would like to donate to that and help us move forward on that film please go to theartofelysium.org and hit subscribe and you'll have an option to donate there so wonderful. that is my little shout out to that production okay. which has been really great a wonderful learning experience um, and i'm a producer and co-writer on that film wow and then i have let's see oh yeah and then i'm working on a short right now developing i have a lot of things in development and like just distribution which is like a weird thing <laughs> that's a good but, weird thing to have that's for sure yeah yeah but i'm also developing a short film with yeah. an amazing inspiring young woman i met named Ana maria who's Ooh. actually been baking cheesecakes Ooh. throughout her entire junior college career talking. to afford college now we yeah. are talking i need to be this her, my god yes Jeez. oh my god yeah i met oh, her god. um at my talk and she is just like the sweetest funniest person ever so cheesecakes. we're working right now yeah, on oh, a story <laughs> that um yeah, focuses on what her life has been like in, in junior college and, and what, you know, what the cheesecake business is like for her as, an, <laughs> as a young entrepreneur and uh, you know, baking her way into college. It's gonna be a kind of a comic fun little short that I'm looking to produce at the end nice. of this year. Very um, cool. and then of course I have my big feature beast dream film <laughs> that oh, I'm working my. on with as I said, Indrani, Eric J. Adams, producer yeah. of Archie's Town, a lot of amazing people wow. that I'm working on. You've got a full yeah, plate, now. my friend. So I'm, I'm very busy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, do you find time to, you know, hit up, hit up an amusement park or what? Is there anything else you like to do? A little ball game action? What do you, what do you like to do whenever you're not uh, doing this film thing? I run. I, nice. I cook a little, sometimes. Oh, cook a little. Yeah. Oh, okay. What kind of? I cook you know, a little. A little, a little bit of what? What do you? Uh, I, I love Asian dabbling. food. Oh, me too. I love Asian food. Oh, God. Yeah, and baking is fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that and um, you know, nice. I love I love hiking and running. I live in the North Coast, so you know, nature is kind of like my second home. So nice. yeah. Nice. But um that's yeah. what I keep myself busy with is is this and you know, trying to just stay happy, healthy and Oh yeah. yeah. You are you a gamer at all? I'm not a gamer. Huh? You know, I haven't been a gamer since like Mario Kart. Oh my but that was, was a good favorite. game. That was a hell of a that game. That was my favorite. Oh my, oh my god. god. I used to play that with all my buddies. We used to play that like until like three, four o'clock in the morning. I remember Oh my god. <laughs> his, I remember one of my buddies, his uh his mom would come in a room and be like, Are you guys still playing that game? And we would uh, be playing yeah. it like for hours. That was just classic. Nice. Right. Good call. Oh on my that. god. Wii, I know we. I miss the Wii. My yeah. brother has Xbox and like PlayStation now. Uh, okay, so. not bad, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember we we was we was the was, was the thing back yeah. in the day. Oh yeah. Fun. 
Absolutely. I think I played it on the Nintendo 64, I think. I was, oh God, isn't that ridiculous? I'm aging. So are you a gamer? Oh yeah, I do. I am actually. Yeah, I'm a gamer for sure. I mean, I I like it. It's hard to find time, but usually in the late hours of night, it's kind of my way to unwind is, you know, blow some things up or play some sports games. I play a lot of sports games too as well, but I, sometimes I get on and it's my way too of kind of connecting with some of my buddies back East, you know, we'll, we'll get on and we'll play a little bit of a, well, we'll play a whole bunch of different types of games. So we'll. We like a lot of the first-person shooter games, and we'll get gotcha. a lot of these alien games, and that's fun stuff. I, I really enjoy it. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Fun, fun. Yeah, good stuff. Now, we are approaching the end. He still had me thinking about that cheesecake. My God. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. That awesome? Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. So, I know. That'll be fun. Hopefully, we'll get to eat lots of cheesecake while we're filming it. Oh, <laughs> God. Really fun. Delicious. Yes. Now, we are approaching the end of the program here. And I like to ask my guests to share a little bit of advice. You know, maybe there might be somebody listening to this right now that may need a little bit of help here trying to figure this thing out. And my God, you're certainly figuring out a lot yourself. So would you mind sharing <laughs> yeah, a little I'm bit of a uh, Desperately advice? navigating. Right, right. But, you know, maybe there's someone listening that's Trying. just getting started. Maybe they want to do what you're doing right now. Any advice for that individual or those individuals? Yeah, I mean, I would honestly just say, you know, follow your heart, keep doing what you love to do. I mean, the bottom line with all this is, is, you know, I personally, I love my work and I love telling stories. And I think following that passion is, is number one, but number two is thinking of film really, or, or acting or whatever it is. Think of it as a business. Think of your projects as products. And I feel like the more you kind of shape and, and broaden that perspective on things, the more successful you'll be because the bottom line is film is a business. You know, I was told once when I was young that like it's 80% business, it's 20% talent. And if everyone, if there was no business, you know, we would all be doing this, you know, going to the Oscars every year, you know, but it's all about, Mm -hmm. you know, the business and your business edge and and how you brand yourself and what you're able to sell. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm right now figuring that out. Like, Oh my God, I just made a movie that's profitable. And it, it, it rains from the bottom of my heart. Like, how does that work? But I think, the more you can connect those two things and, you know, of course, build your network and, and, and build that business, you know, foundation for yourself. I think the further places you'll be able to go That's so true. and the more you'll be able to do. So that would be my advice to stick with your passion, but know your business. Oh, <laughs> that is excellent advice. And for that, Ethan, I've got to do something here to you. It's something that I do to all of my guests and oh, oh, no. God, I cannot wait to do this to you, my friend. This is something that... I'm going to give you an option to opt out okay. of this. Oh, okay. But, uh, you know, it's, it's up to you. Do you want to kind of go through with this or? Yeah, I like taking oh risks. Oh, my God. So no you problem. like to jump right in here. I'm, oh, I'm ready. Oh what what you do sure? you have in store? You sure? Wait, are, you just, are you sure you'd, you'd want to just dive right in? I don't this? know what this What? What did I get myself? <laughs> <laughs> no, what? I can't <laughs> promise you it won't be dangerous. Okay. All right. Oh, my. Okay. Give you another second. Let's give you a. Let's let it. So oh my god think about it for a couple minutes there in seconds you know give you a few seconds to think this over here all righty is it a question or we mm, we'll is see it a, we'll see is it a dare we'll see. truth okay. or dare it might be a little truth or dare there we'll see oh no you you really want to do this i, I won't I won't i'm ready to do this i'm all completely right. ready to oh take this on god you are just oh. for this now Ethan this is the part of the show where I ask <laughs> Andy Cohen like <laughs> spill spill the tea <laughs> indeed this is, the, oh, no. this is the part where I ask our guests to share a fun fact about themselves all that for this right Ethan oh a fun fun fact, fact but it's got to be something 
that people don't know about you. And so somebody listening to this right now has got to come oh, back to you and God. say, I did oh not know God. that about you. Okay. I'm putting the spotlight on you. So wait, I, have a really, I have a really horrid. Oh, nice. Personality trait. So I can actually, I discovered this during a theater play, but I, I can snort like obnoxiously. Like I literally have like the ability to snort really loud. I have no, um, <laughs> No, I'm, I'm not even kidding you. I have, like, no, um, what do you call it? Cartilage in my nose. Oh, my. So, <laughs> so my entire nasal cavity is, like, just really big. <laughs> so I can snore really loud. That's my special skill. Oh, my. Now, that's a pretty good fun fact there, actually. It's, it is. Uh, I know. I was like, oh, my God, what can, what can I not reveal? Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, oh my. That. That's a good fun fact right there, man. That's, <laughs> oh, my. Oh my god! <laughs> well, you gave me some funny thoughts there. I can just I was imagine. Glad it wasn't. I wasn't anything. I thought it was that. It wasn't like. I can imagine you, you plugging know. one nostril and then all of a sudden sucking in like a you know like a truck. <laughs> oh, oh my god! god no, I can. I could probably oh like win an Iowa pig calling competition. <laughs> like that's how great my snorting is. <laughs> that is yeah. awesome. That is a great fun fact, and I appreciate yeah. you uh, sharing yeah. that. That's a good one right there. I, I like that No one. problem. No problem. <laughs> uh, now, how can folks, you know, stay in touch with you and keep in contact and stay up to date with everything that you've got going on right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, so my social media, all of my social media is um, at Ethan B. Paisley. So that's E-T-H-A-N, the letter B, and then Paisley, P-A-I-S-L-E-Y, as in the print. Um, and that's my social media handle. And then my website is just ethanpaisley.com. Um, and you can just find out about, um, yeah, everything I have going on there and what's happening in my life. Salute to that. <laughs> <laughs> and I link to my film pages. My film, my, my films have separate social media too. So wow. make sure to follow those too. Fantastic. Yeah. Make sure you follow this gentleman, folks. And my God, it's been a pleasure having you on the Thank podcast you. here yeah. this afternoon and chatting Thank it up with you. Me. It's been really fun. Absolutely. And folks. <laughs> If you were listening to this and weren't able to catch the live stream, the podcast version will be available there. And we're going to wrap this up here and have some you know, closing remarks here in a bit. But God, I think it's time to fade out. Ethan, what do you think? Yeah, sure. It's been a good, good time. Good, good. We'll <laughs> definitely bring you back in the future. All right. All righty. That sounds good. All right, folks. Catch up. <laughs> well, that was Ethan Paisley. And we will be back with more after this break. And welcome back to the Cinema After Dark podcast. Before we wrap, I want to thank our guest tonight, Mr. Ethan Pacey. What a great discussion that was. Man, that young man is quite inspiring, to say the least. He makes me feel lazy. I need to get up here and do some film stuff. My God. It's amazing what people are able to do on this platform. And it really doesn't matter the age. You know, it's really you know, yours for the taking, really. You know, if you've got some talent and you got the passion. My God, you can really make anything happen. I want to give another shout out to everybody that's been listening to this or that tuned in to this live. I really appreciate you spending your Saturday with me. And hopefully, you know, you were able to get a little bit of inspiration there. We certainly do this show for that purpose. So thank you all for tuning in. Obviously, a show is not a show without you listening. So please spread the word about this show. I would greatly appreciate it with that said dream big be humble work hard and stay 